This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This is the High Hopes Podcast. High Hopes. It's a bunch of baseball nerds talking about the Phillies on Radio.com and Sports Radio 94 WIP. Yo! It is another edition of the High Hopes Podcast. Jack, it's late Sunday night. The Phillies suck today. They got outscored 13-2. to Spencer Howard's debut was ruined. I'm bummed right now. How you doing, buddy? Oh, I just sat in some beach traffic, so everything's even better for me. Yeah, well, we um, were, uh, like, scheduled, quote-unquote, to record, like, an hour and a half ago or whatever, probably, mm, but, you know. I would happens. say an hour ago. I would yeah. say, well, yeah. I would say maybe a half hour ago. Um, yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't, you know... Like, because there's nothing we we've talked about this a lot, but there's nothing in the world that I love more than beach fills, and it was totally ruined. Uh, you know, I I was down at the beach. It's like it was like twelve forty five. I was like, all right, gotta get back. You know, get it, get to watch some Vinny Velo, and boy, was it like the most Vinny Velo start of all time. Oh my I mean, God, I I think it might have been the longest there is any, but I think it's probably in the longest. Uh, running for longest seven inning doubleheader game ever. Uh, I mean, they made they made two seven inning games seem like. Uh, a, that's a what I meant before when I was game. like. Originally, we thought we'd record around eight o'clock. You'd get home or something like that, and it is now nine thirty seven. So good times. Oh, it's brutal. I mean, it, it, it just I, I don't understand. Like I have been a part of a lot of seven inning doubleheaders and. I don't get how they make them feel so long. Um, well, Vinny and, played a massive. It's unbelievable, and it wasn't even like a high-scoring game. It was a five-two game, and it, and it, when it was one nothing, it felt like it was a thousand years long. He really is the the modern-day Steve Traxel. It's he's the human rain delay. He is brutal, man. I mean, I just between him being the same, uh, between this Phillies team looking just like last year's Phillies team, you know, and, and we're, we'll get into it, but obviously the bullpen sucks, yeah. right? But, but like, holy smokes, like, the offense is also dreadful. I mean, you know, and I see the stats coming out of like, well, you know, actually they're first in K percentage and first in walk percentage and third in OPS, and it's like, Dude, I don't know. I just I don't care. Like I just I just don't care. They're not a good offensive team, and it like it, it looks exactly the same. And it's just it's just they. Ne- it feels like they never get the big hit. They just never get the big hit. They're so bad at at, at jumping on any sort of momentum. I mean, they made fourteen innings today. It, it feel like you were at the dentist. It was it was so 
just so they even they even ruined Spencer Howard's debut. You know, like they it, it was so brutal all throughout that they even ruined something that I weren't like I just I, I was so jacked up for. Um, I don't know. Whatever. We'll get into it. <laughs> well, I think you just did a little bit. I like it. Um, yeah, I mean, look, two runs all day, seven hits over the course of two games. I mean, Acuna, Acuna and Freeman had more hits than them I know, combined, I know. right? Of course Acuna picks today to finally say hello to the 2020 season, of course. Um, those two, I mean, that, that, that homer, the homer off Howard was like a jesus to the opposite field i have a Dude. i have an acuna thing i want to bring up later so we'll i thought i thought that i thought that ball was caught at the wall like i was like oh that's an out <laughs> and it just kept going and going and going. Yeah, and it was like it was like almost into it went, into, into the, uh, it went over the seeds that first row of seats went all the way back in like the concourse it was crazy opposite field what the hell is ronald acuna jr i, I mean what is that like that's that is that is next level. Like between between him, Soto, and Tatis, it's like holy smokes! Well, like, we're these gonna guys get are... to that because I actually want to ask you a question about that because I came up on Twitter. So, well, let's let's all right, real quick, because obviously, even though uh, Saturday and obviously the random Friday, Saturday was super fun, um, but it's just completely. Uh, you know, blacked out by what happened today. But quickly, let's let's get the one thing that I do think we need to talk about out of the way, and then we'll come back to to complaining and potentially crying about today. Um, Jake Arrieta is uh, what is this real? Jack is Jake Arrieta. I don't. I I feel ridiculous even saying good. I want to be like, is Jake Arrieta not bad? But like. What is Jake Arrieta? How real is this in your eyes? Uh, it's decently real. Like I think, I think he can. I think he could be a three, seven, four guy, like a like a a low fours, high three guy. If if that's if that's good, um, I feel like for Jake Arrieta, that's a that's a massive win. Um, you know, I think I think that he was aided a lot by the umpire. I mean, umpire definitely helps him a lot. Um, but you know. I said it last week um, when we were kind of talking about the same kind of thing. Like, is this Jake Arrieta thing real? And I said then that you know if, if he's finishing over his front side and he can he can get to the outside corner that that, that like you you saw it a ton on uh, on Saturday uh, the fastball down and away to right-handed hitters they they just can't do anything with that pitch and that's the pitch that guys just have to consistently hit if they want to be. Uh, long-term major league pitchers um, and he did that really well um, he still missed he still missed middle middle a good amount and the Braves kind of I feel like they kind of just didn't make him pay um, but yeah you know I, I, I think there's a I think there's a path to a low fours uh, high threes maybe three seven ish ERA from Jake and at this point we'll take that I don't I don't know if we're ever going to get the $25 million a year pitcher. I think that's pretty much off the table. But um, if he can do what he did on, on Saturday, that's a total win. It doesn't have to be no runs. It can be two runs. But, you know, he does look healthy. He, he threw some freaking nasty sliders. And they were still clocking at 90 miles an hour, which was, which was insane. So looks like he's definitely healthy. And I think if he can consistently get his fastball on that outside corner, he's got a shot. And, you know, that's kind of what I tweeted because I don't, you know, 
I try sometimes I get ahead of myself when it comes to pitching no, stuff because I get excited. No way. I know, I know, I know. But it's because I get excited and I and I and I get excited and I see stuff that I like and, and I hope that I can translate it. So I try to I try to calm down a little bit. And if he can consistently hit that outside corner, I think he has a shot. Uh, I don't want to get too ahead of myself because it's Jake and we know that he can kind of just implode at any moment and he's still not the most fun to watch. You know, I didn't think he was as competitive in the zone as he was in the, in the Yankee start. But again, if he hits that outside corner, I think he's got a shot. And uh, I mean, when he's throwing 90 mile an hour sliders, that's always going to be tough. All right, let's get, and, and look, the offense was there a little bit, you know, two homers really got him over the top, the JT and the Bruce homers in that game. And look, it was good enough. And I thought Arietta looked, really good you know i was happy to see it and i'm encouraged but obviously i'm you know it still still needs to show more for me to be ready to jump fully back in but i've been i've been impressed with what we've seen so far through two starts but let's get the other starting pitching stuff out of the way and then we'll get into the the lineup and the bullpen and the the real stuff we need to talk about uh, oh, fun. Yeah, it's, it's just fun after fun so uh, Vinny v anything to add i mean for me you know, he's just brutal to watch, and he was fine, but it didn't. It almost looked like he got lucky a bit. There were some nasty pitches in there. He had a you know a couple, um, a few swings and misses. It seemed like, but um, the fastball didn't seem to have a lot of zip on it. And it seemed like he got lucky in a couple spots. I don't know. It just, it didn't feel like a very impressive four innings. Even though he, you know, the only run he gave up ended up being given up by Dale Scarra, um, ultimately. Um, what did you think of Vinny? Anything to add to kind of just same old Vinny, like you said before? Uh, no. Cool. Uh, it was cool. cool. I'm tired. We don't need that. We don't no, need to play no. it. It's cool. No, but he, uh, yeah, he wasn't very good, and he was. Again, it was so honestly. I felt like the clock was, or the uh, the gun was a little low all day. Like he was only 92. Um, you know, and Vinny had been 95. The one thing that was frustrating with Vinny is. <laughs> For some reason, he's just not throwing the cutter. He didn't throw one cutter today. It's not weird. one. Why? What is going on? He always does It's this. like. That's why I. Jack, that's why I made the bet with you at the beginning of the season. That's why I like. He always does this. He's that guy who he tantalizes, and then he just always ends up going back to being the super annoying, super frustrating Vincent Velasquez. You know, like, he is who he is at this point. Ah, uh, well, yeah. He's truly. <laughs> Truly, truly dreadful. All right. Um, well, let's talk Spencer Howard. Yeah. That's, that's, and again, it was, they ruined Spencer Howard's debut, but, you know, I don't think Spencer Howard was bad. You know, I thought he had some really nice moments. Obviously, I think he was a little jittery in his first start. What did you think of Howard? And then we'll get to the, uh, you know, the actual depressing stuff from today. Yeah. I thought I think th- I think Howard's gonna be really good. You know, I, I just th- there was nothing that happened today that deterred me from my belief that he's gonna be a really really good major league starter. And I think he's gonna eventually be the ace of the staff. Like you, you saw all the flashes. I mean, the changeup, the changeup. He didn't throw a lot early, which was surprising because probably his second best off speed pitch. Um, so that changeup, that changeup is gonna be a, a real weapon for him going forward. The fastball is really heavy, and I know he didn't get any swings and misses on it. And I know Freeman hit the home run uh, off of it, but that that pitch is just going to be really hard to consistently make hard contact off of. It's a it's a really really heavy fastball, um, and, and Freeman's just a freak, you know. I mean, able, just like muscles. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. He's he's like he's like a taller first baseman version of Chase Utley. Like that's, he's just. 
He's just so good, um, and his hands are so fast and so strong. And between him and Acuna, it just feels like they're going to kill us eventually. And unfortunately, it happened for 14 innings today, which was just exhilarating, exhilarating stuff as always. Um, you know, I think the sliders are a really good pitch. I actually, you know, I don't like the curveball, and I know everyone was like, "Oh, you know, it was a nasty pitch." I, I just think that pitch is going to get crushed as he throws it more often. You know, because I think. I think he, because he changes mechanics a lot on that, he really slows his arm down. He doesn't throw it that hard, and I just think that eventually it's going to be a hanger, and someone's just going to hit it. Like it's good. I envision his curveball actually a lot like how Nola's is, um, not as nasty as Nola's can be. But when Nola's gets left up, um, like the Voight Homer, like I see that happening with Spencer Howard's uh, curveball a lot. The, it it can be a pretty good get me over pitch, you know. It it can be like a you're down two zero in the count and me flipping a curveball, get back into it and make a competitive pitch. But I don't really see it being a plus pitch until he learns how to spin it. Because um, right now it kind of just drops. It doesn't really have a hard spin to it, and I think major league pitchers will or major league hitters will eventually get up to it. Um, I think the slider's nasty. I think the slider's only going to get better. But like the, my thing with Spencer Howard, and it was a lot of the same things that were coming out about Embiid. Um, before the draft was like, this guy just learns minute to minute how to play basketball. And that's how I feel about Spencer Howard. Like Spencer Howard really doesn't have an idea how to pitch yet. Like he's, he's still, he is still just scratching the surface. And you kind of heard, I think it was T-Max say, you know, he talked to some scouts today and they were like, he's, he's going to have four plus pitches. And you can, you can see the, the, the base of him having four plus pitches. I mean, he was 95 with a heavy fastball, a slider that was close to 90 that had like once you, the, the key to a good slider, and they, they showed it a couple times today, but if you see the dot on the, fat, on, on the ball, if you see a dot on the ball, then that means your slider is spinning at, at the most efficient rate it can. And you can see that from his, from his slider today. So that was great to see. And the changeup is, change is going to be nasty. He didn't, get, he didn't really feel comfortable today. It didn't feel like he felt tight early. Um, and he felt just a little bit jittery, I thought, in the first thing. But I thought it really settled down. He's fine. Like, you know, I think eventually he'll add, like, a cutter or a two-seamer to his fastball. And he'll kind of just ride that out. But, um, yeah, th- there was just nothing that I saw today that deterred any belief that he's going to be a really, really good major league pitcher. And I think he's eventually going to be the ace of the staff. Um did it suck they didn't score for him? Yeah. Does it suck that Freeman hit that homer off him? Yeah. But, I mean, he's going to allow home runs. He's. I mean, the, the Kuna thing was well, stupid. Look, and he, I got, mean, he got got by the two of the best hitters in the National League. Like, Acuna and Freeman are two of the best hitters in baseball. You know, it's like it happens. He's a rookie. Um, and, you know, I, I think maybe he was a little jittery at first. It's his first major league start. You know, that happens. Um, I'm with you. I wasn't too concerned about it. Let's Let's get to the stuff that is concerning. Uh, a real Sophie's choice for you here, Fred. So I'm going to give you the choice. Would you rather talk first about the bullpen or the lineup? Neither. Neither. All right. It was great Neither. talking to you guys. And we love Diops listeners. Hopefully there are better days ahead this week. We'll talk to you next uh, later in the week on Thursday. Good podcast. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the offense. Okay. All right. So let me, I have, I have a Girardi point to make in here. Um, but first, more macro, we, we, you know, you kind of alluded to it, but this offense, same issues we saw last year and, and the year before where they can't clear the bases, they can't drive runners in, they never get big hits, they seem to sometimes have a big inning or a big night, but there is very little 
inning to inning at bat to bat consistency with this lineup, and they're big gaping holes in the lineup. I mean, Scott Kingery, I don't know how he stays in the lineup right now. It's just he's. And we talked about it last time, and he's still just as lost. It's, I mean. And we'll get to I have some other Girardi things I want to throw at you. But, I mean, ultimately, I know we're only 10 games in the season, but that's a sixth of the season if they even play the full 60 games. I mean, it's time to start maybe making some decisions based on who's hot on on winning games now because you don't have that much time to mess around comparatively. Jack, what is your take on the offense as a whole? I think we could both agree Harper, Romito, we feel very good about. Um, and and obviously some some bench guys have been solid. The Bruce's, you know, if Gosselin ever gets in the lineup, and I'll get to that more too. But but where are you at with the the regulars who are really struggling? And and if they deserve to stay in the lineup, the Zaguras, the the Kingeries, the Hoskins, and I know Hoskins had a couple hits. But where are you at with this lineup right now? Because today was a, today was a tough day, Jack. A tough day. Yeah, especially well, with Spencer Howard on the hill. Like, how did they not get up for that, dude? Ah, oh, well, I mean, uh, Bryce made the claim that he, you know, if he's not starting the sixth game of the season, right? there's going to really, be a problem. I know, I know, and Bryce had a couple shots, the runners on base, and, you know, just saying. Very, uh, very frustrating. Um, I, I I know, it sucks. But it, the one thing that I I just think is, is mind-boggling, it's, this is what sucks about a 60-game schedule, because you, you can't kind of let guys work out of things. Uh, yeah, and you also want to believe in track records and and all that stuff. But like, the thing that the thing that I'm starting to become annoyed with with Girardi is 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 there's just no urgency. I mean, why is Vince Velasquez maybe making his next start in Spencer, a great instead question. of Spencer Howard? Like, why, why is JT Realmuto not in the starting lineup in Game One? If you're going to use Nap, why is he not the DH? Like, like what, like, why what is are going you on? not pinch hitting for Didi Gregorius with Will Smith on the mound? Phil Gosselin is such an obvious spot to put him there, but even JT, I know he pinch hit JT later in a meaningless spot to lead off the ninth. Like, that's the highest leverage spot of the game. You have runners on first and second. You have the tying chance of bringing the tying run to the plate against a left-handed pitcher who can't leave the game because of the three batter rule, and you just let Didi go up there and hit. Like, that made no sense to me. It seems like Girardi is not at all managing, like you said, with any sense of urgency, any sense of these games really matter. And you see, and we'll get into the specifics of the bullpen, but you see the same thing with his bullpen decisions. He doesn't, you know, like, you're, that's a 3-1 to one game today and a runner on first. Like, you got to do whatever you can to keep that game close to give your team a chance to come back. You need to win that game. And it just fritters away because he's not, he doesn't, excuse me, a 3 nothing game at the point. Um, like, he doesn't, he doesn't seem to, to have any, I know, look, and the bullpen sucks. We'll talk about how bad it sucks, but like it still just doesn't feel like Girardi's making decisions based on I need to win these games as much as I'm figuring things out or this or that or whatever. Well, and and why is why are you why are you pulling Hazley in the fourth or the third or whatever the first sight of a lefty and then later in the game it's a big spot and it's Roman Quinn up there instead of where you could you can you can put in McCutcheon. Like if, to pull Hazley that early in the game, it seems ridiculous. Yeah. Like how the how the hell how the hell do we know that Adam Hazley can't hit lefties? They never let like, him try. About, like how about we how about we how about we make sure he can't hit lefties before we just decide he can't hit lefties? I mean the guy's scorching hot. Like let's give well, him a shot. Well, I mean, same thing with like, Gosselin with both with righties. I mean that's like 
they're so wedded to these things. Like those are two of your, you know, four hottest hitters, and and Gossin, you know, for a while the hottest on the team. Like why? Those guys have to be in the lineup. You're not scoring runs. Like you need to put the guys in there who are seeing the ball well, who are locked in right now. I mean, baseball is a game of streaks. You ride those streaks. And who the hell? Like, who, 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 what the hell has Rowan Quinn done to keep keep, keep getting crazy. the 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 opportunity he does like uh, Gene Segura's our 5-0 hitter today like oh, Gene Segura's batting 172 what's happening here I know it's a lefty on there but really again like, I don't think Gene Segura should be in the lineup I think Phil Goshlin should be playing third hey actually Jack how's this for an idea where the hell is Alec Bohm like I guarantee Alec Bohm is a better hitter right now today than at least three guys in the lineup maybe four or five like what are we doing what are we doing do we want to win these games or not I honestly, I don't think they, I don't think they care. You know, I think, I think honestly, they went into the season, and we've seen by their bullpen decisions, uh, like, hey Joe, this is a, a year where we can kind of learn what we have here, and if you make the playoffs, great. If not, whatever. Like, if we don't, we it, don't. Is that is that? If we don't, we don't. Say? Without without coming out and saying it, like every every decision they've made has been. Like trying to find, trying to still evaluate this roster. Every decision they've made has been like, we're the 2017 Phillies and we're still trying to build this thing. You know, can this guy stick at a major league level? Uh, can this guy get outside of the bullpen? I haven't seen one decision that's like, no, we gotta make the we gotta make the playoffs right now. Um, you know, like Spencer Howard being up here is a nice start, but I mean, Bohm should be up here. You know. I, for at least to put some pressure on some guys. I mean, what? How in the world is Gene Segura batting one seventy two? I mean, this is Gene Segura. He's a he's a should be a 300, 280 to three hundred hitter. Like he's batting one seventy two. I mean, Scott Kingery is is should be, like if there's minor league baseball, you'd be talking about sending him down. Like mm-hmm. he's he's been that bad. Like, and I don't get why. I don't get how all of these guys. I thought I, I thought Hoskins had a really nice day. I mean, three of his balls today uh, were hit over 100 miles an hour. It looks like looks like he finally found some timing, even against Freed, who I thought was disgusting. Freed was um, awesome. Well, Freed is just nasty. He's like he's the class. I know they've ha- I know they've had success against him, but he just seems like a guy that would just destroy the Phillies. Yep. Um, but they, you know, I mean, he had three balls today that were around 100 miles an hour. One that was 107. Um, looks like his timing's back a little bit. And honestly, if I was Joe Girardi, and the second that I thought that that Reese looked like he was back to driving some baseballs instead of just going, uh, up there looking for walks, I would get him back in the cleanup spot because. Because like it, they've they're leaving so much so many runs on the board because they're five hole hitters. Yeah, but that's like, a big jump. He's had one game, like one game. I, listen, I know, I know, but like I'm getting him back. Like they need to have someone that has I, some like, thump I don't behind. Feel confident. Oh, I'd rather Romito up with runners on base than Hoskins. I mean, I feel zero. Well, yeah, but he, but he, but 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 Real Muto is getting on base behind Harper. Like there has to be that guy behind Real Muto. You know, like there has to be. Well, that would be the five hole had, then. Right, which is where I want. Not, yeah, I didn't mean the the four hole. I, I meant you. I meant the I the, the five hole. Clean up, clean up. Because because when, when I look at them, they, when I look at this Phillies offense, it's like they're they're missing like one dude, and that dude is a a, a Reese Hoskins who is actually driving a baseball, and then you could put like you could put whoever back in the two hole, yeah, like Segura getting back again. I need I, mean, I need more than one game of hitting the ball hard to be back in on Reese. He's been such a mess. And look. Maybe shaving the mustache was it, and maybe that's really all that matters. Um, can't prove it wasn't. Uh, well, so far you can't. 
I don't know. I, I'm not ready to trust Hoskins. I think in the two hole for now is still fine because he's getting on base. Well, so the one thing I'm but the one thing I'm worried about him in the two hole and getting on base and it, it's I mean the fact that the fact that his on base percentage is like <laughs> over four hundred is it's hilarious well, it's to me. Ne- uh, it's like such a ridiculous slash line and I don't know what it is after the two hits, but it was like the kind of thing where it's like batting like in the 100s with the 400 OBP and then a slugging percentage in the 200s. It's like, what? what is that? <laughs> what, what kind of a season is that? I know. I know. But my one my one concern about him in the two-hole long term is that he it creeps into his mind that a walk is, is like... I think it's already there. At- Don't you think? I feel like every time he goes to the bat, he doesn't want to swing. And granted, the second game today was better. I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm with you. Like... He still looks like he's trying to pull everything. It doesn't look like he's super comfortable still. You know, the 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 leg kick still seems like his timing is just a split second off. Like, even that double down the line, like, it felt like he, you know, just kind of went, you know what I mean? Like, it just didn't feel like he, I know he hit it hard, but it felt like he went and got it and kind of pulled it again. I don't know. I just, I, I'm not there. With Reese, I'm not. And and look, I, I, how sad is it that that that's not even a Reese is a superstar compared to Scott Kingery right now. Kingery's a, a a shell of a major league baseball player right now. I, I don't know. It this is for I, I, Do you think Alec Bohm will be up this week? Uh, they need to bring him up. Like this is. If you care, and again, you might be right. They might not care about the season, but it's also like with eight playoff teams, like you don't even have to care that much and you can still make the playoffs. Just bring Bone. I know. I know. You can make the playoffs. Like, what are we doing? It just seems so, just so no Fs given. And I mean, we've seen it. Look, to, to not sign Liriano because of the luxury tax, to not sign Josh Harrison because of the luxury tax. Like, I mean, these are guys who absolutely could have helped this baseball team be better, and and that's even on a smaller scale than the bigger moves that they didn't make because of it or whatever. Um, you're right. I mean, I think that the the if you if you look at what the Phillies have done over the last few years, and particularly heading into this season and this season, they are not giving their fan base a message that says we're trying to win. They're just not. Like Joe Girardi is the only thing they did that was like fan service in that way. Like they really haven't. And it's um it's frustrating as hell, Jack. Like I'm super So what what's the what what's the is there a silver lining with you? I mean, you're Mr. You're Jackie Optimism. You got a silver lining for me? McCutcheon, he looks a little <laughs> bit better, right? That that's a silver lining. I mean, sure, I guess oh, so. Oh I god. Mean. Uh, silver lining, silver lining. With the lineup, and then we'll get to the bullpen where there are no silver linings, as we know. Well, I mean, uh, Real Muto still has an OPS over 1,000. Bryce is batting in the 280s. Did Phil Uh, Gosselin do something to personally offend or injure Joe Girardi? No, I just don't think they trust him against righties. Well, how are you going to know if you don't give him a chance when he's the hottest player on the team? Same thing with Hazy against lefties, like, Ah, I'm just frustrated. Let let's get to the bullpen because I got. Some- oh, well, good thing there's no frustration there. Yeah, Everything's fine. I know. I, 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 I'm ready for bed, Jack. All right, uh, bullpen. Well, good thing like, this. I, listen, I have good issues thing. Issues with Jari. We already talked about. It. I think he has showed no urgency in the way he's managed the bullpen either. But it's it's easier to forgive him 
for that as in like who the hell do you trust i mean adam morgan today that's a guy you're supposed to quote unquote be able to trust was just a train wreck uh Gara is just i mean dude what are we doing here you have who, connor brogdon damon jones garrett clevenger any of these guys like whoever they are like why don't you just take a shot with them austin davis is not a major league pitcher he should not be on a major league <laughs> roster. He shouldn't. It's crazy town. Uh, Trevor Kelly should not be on this roster. I mean, they are such a, <laughs> a disaster. Deolis Guerra, it's a great story. The guy's been in baseball forever, and, and he's got like 70-something games in the majors. Like, good for you, bro. Like, why are you coming into a, a 3 nothing or a 3-1 game in the fifth inning when, when I need to win this game? Like, Why? I'm I'm infuriated. I'm so sick of this bullpen. And I'm sick of the way Girardi's managed it. Like, and I'm sick of like, look, to, to the point we were just making, if they're just doing the whole, let's see what we have, then see what the hell Damon Jones is. See what the hell Connor Brogdon is. See what Ramon Rosso is. He got, I know we saw him t today a little bit and he looked all right. He did a good job, especially after that first start. But it's like he does that first start and then he's freaking buried. And yet I see Dio Scarra every other game, Jack. I don't get it. Well, the good thing about that is that after D-List Guerra, there's Trevor Kelly and uh, Cole Irvin. Uh, and Cole Irvin got uh, didn't he get sent to the minors so they could bring Howard up? At least that's a good thing. It's a win. Yeah, for after today. getting after getting ripped for an inning. Yeah, um, the, the I biggest problem that the guy they bring into a game and then because you know he was going to get D. That was, Cole Irvin was the DFA decision no matter what. Like that was going to happen no matter what. But then, like, why even bring him into a game? Like, oh, let's give you an inning before you head that back to the taxi squad. Like, I don't get that. Like, I just don't get any can, of it. It's brutal. Can, can, can Cole Irvin get DFA to the moon? Like, is that is that, is that allowed? I mean, think about Honestly, it. Cole Irvin and Austin Davis legitimately should not be on any major league roster. Like, they are not dude, major league baseball pitchers. Dude, I don't think Austin Davis could get outs in the PSAC. <laughs> and I'm, I'm being dead serious, man. Dude, Austin Davis is just the bane of my existence. How the how the expletive was this team supposed to compete with this <laughs> load of crap? Like, it is <laughs> such a disaster. Like, the fact that I, <laughs> I'm now back in on Tommy Hunter because he's back up to 94. And, like, I, like... The, the Phillies bullpen, like, I just want you to, I want you and everyone out there to envision this with me. Like, the Phillies bullpen has my heart in their hands. And, like, every single <laughs> pump of blood, they are just <laughs> letting it seep out and just die. <laughs> like, that is, like, this bullpen is kill. Like, I don't think I've ever hated a member of a Philly sports team more than I hate this bullpen. I know all the Phillies problems are not bullpen related. I know they can't get hits. I know they're not running, they're not hitting well with the runners in the scoring position. I know Scott Kingery's batting 0-25. Um, I know Reese Hoskins hasn't gotten a hit. In, I know he's whatever hit the ball hard today. I know Jesus Gore sucks. I know McCutcheon sucks. I got it. But there's there's at least some track record there. Like the whatever the audacity of of this of this team to come into this season and, and, and sell to this fan base that, that Daly Scarra, Austin Davis, Trevor Kelly, Cole Irvin, and like Tommy Hunter, we're going to just be fine. is like one of the ballsiest decisions I've ever seen from any front office ever. It's like, it's like, it's like, Raisin. The, 
It's like the Eagles going to Carson and being like, "You see those receivers you had last year? We're actually going to take back. We're going to take it back. We're going to take away Greg Ward, and then we're going to go give you that and see what you can do with it. Just make some magic out of it. Like I just, I just hate him. I hate him. I hate every. Like this is a sports hate. I don't personally hate him. I'm sure they're good yeah, guys. We know, we I know. freaking hate him. I hate him. I hate every single one of them. They are." They're if I, like, I might just start betting against them every night. Like there's they they there's no shot this team is making a run with the bullpen as bad as this. Um, you know one of the one of the things that is just murdering them, and this is from um, our guy Bob Wankel. So so first relievers out of the Phillies bullpen for Girardi. Yeah, I saw this. I saw this. Sixteen earned runs while only recording seventeen ounces this season. Like. Like, the first guy out of the bullpen is, like, a guaranteed run at this point, which is just ridiculous. And, and you know, this is how I thought about uh, Hazley with the starting lineup and kind of Goslin. But, like, can I see if Ramon Rosso's bad before we just decide he's bad? You know, what you saw today, he could at least be pr- – like, his fastball is hard to consistently square up because it has late cut to it. And his slider is kind of crappy, but – there were shades of it being good in the in the in the, in summer camp. I know Austin Davis stinks. I know Trevor Kelly literally has no idea where the ball is going. I know Dalius Garrett can't consistently get outs in the big leagues. I know Cole Irvin couldn't get outs in the PSAC. But like, can I can I figure out if Ramon Rosso can't? Like, are we just gonna keep with this whole stupid idea that these guys have been in? big league camps before so they know how to get the job done rather than maybe giving guys with some talent like freaking connor brogdon or damon jones a chance just give them a chance like you already basically don't give a crap about the season anyway why not bring up some guys that that can you can at least hopefully evaluate for the future i mean it's just a disaster it's it's just awful it's awful and jose alvarez is never going to allow a run there's there's my positive Look at you. You spun that around really nicely at the end. I think everyone feels great. I just hate them. Yeah, I do too. I, I, they are, uh, again, like one of the worst like position groups of my Philly lifetime, like along with the Doyle Green Beckham wide receivers and the Bradley Fletcher cornerbacks and yeah you know the you know like yeah, this is that, like this is like des yeah. bryant this is des bryant 150 yards and two touchdowns every game against the, that yep. those eagles secondary yeah yep. that's what this it's is, what every is. Single night. like and and you're right jack like who knows maybe they could be the eight seed or something because there are eight freaking teams making the playoffs but they're not going anywhere with this bullpen and i don't even think at this point they make the eight seed i think the bullpen's too bad i mean Again, unless, like you just said, Damon Jones, Connor Brogdon, they bring these guys up and and it's like, oh, wow, talented guys are talented and actually pitch well. And then maybe something, you know, happens. But, I mean, let's be real. This is a – it's just not good. And it's especially frustrating because the starting pitching has been really good. Like, compared to what we expected coming into the season, like, Vinny's been Vinny, but – I mean, you have to be really happy with what the starting pitching has done. I mean, you look at the string of starts they got from, you know, like Arietta and prior to that with Wheeler and Nola. I mean, Eflin, like, they've been getting some solid outings. And it this bullpen just fritters it away time after time after time. And it's like, it's the... It's like the worst way to lose a game, too. Forgetting, forgetting you know, how to build a team, this and that, all that stuff. Just as a sports fan watching your baseball team every night like 
there's nothing worse than having a bad bullpen. Like, there's nothing worse. It's it's the most defeating feeling because every time you have a lead, every time your starter's doing good, every time you're not scoring enough runs or, you know, you get a run, but you have a lead, but you have a chance to get more runs and you don't capitalize on it, you know it's going to come back to bite you. And it sucks. It sucks because every time you can't even enjoy the leads. You can't even enjoy the good times because you know that there's always that hammer that's ready there to just slam down on it. And it's it sucks, Jack. It is it is infuriating. It's soul-crushing. Like, I hate it. Which is which is more annoying for you, the offense or the bullpen? The bullpen. But but I understand what you're saying with annoying. Annoying because I expect more from the offense. Like, I don't expect any. Like, the bullpen, we came into this season and said, oh, this bullpen's going to suck, but let's hope. They suck, you know? It is what it is. So they're, they're infuriating and angering because – I'm so mad that the Phillies went into the season with this bullpen with all of us, including them, knowing it wasn't good enough. But the offense is more annoying in that sense that they should be better than this, and it's frustrating to watch them not like, be better than this. You I know just, what I mean, I can't. I I, I just want to know. I just want to know what what Matt Klentzak thinks when he watches the bullpen. Like, does he watch it like well? Here we go. Oh, oh, we think we think we think Matt Clintac watches baseball. Yeah, that's a fair question. It's a fair question. It's. I think that's. I, I think he's. I think he, the, all that he knows of baseball is whatever the the computer tells him. I I've come around to thinking that Matt Clintac's a not watch baseball guy. That's my. I think is where I'm going with it. Because how could you make the decisions you make if you watch baseball in your magazine? Yeah, it's so. It's just so funny that, you know, every single Phillies thing heading into the season like on the radio twitter uh this podcast is like man just can't see that bullpen being good and then here we are and it's like you know in the off in the off season you're you're looking at it and you're like man you know just excited for baseball to be back and yeah the bullpen might not be good but whatever just excited for it to be back and then you get here you watch the bullpen and you're like wow no this actually sucks like i just <laughs> there's there's no redeeming qualities of watching this bullpen um and the guys that we do uh believe in possibly just can't even see the field so that's great um and trevor kelly like <sighs> I, I, like honestly for as much as i hate austin davis i think i hate trevor kelly just as much because you know he just has no like how are you, how how are you in the major leagues and you don't know where the ball's going and like can we just can we just stop and we we complained about this a lot last year, but for the love of all that is holy, can we stop with signing guys that throw ninety one or ninety two? And like wow. like yeah, holy please. crap, can we see where the please. game's going? Can we get some power please. arms? I mean, Ken Giles must have must have been like the most like they must have watched Ken Giles coming up through the through the minor league system. Be like, wow, this guy throws. Like maybe 150 miles an hour. Way yeah. too hard for us. This is not okay, guys. No, okay. he probably doesn't know how to pitch. We need guys that know how to pitch and know how to get out. It's like Cole Irvin, you know. <laughs> just can we just stop with this freaking 91 mile an hour bull crap? Like, ah, uh, Jack. It's Whatever, it's fun. All right, I got a couple things to fire you. I'm going to bed soon. I'm warning you. Um. Scott Fransky said this in the first game, and at the time it was 17. Now it is 19. The Phillies 
are 0 for their last 19 times that they scored three runs or less. Good. Well, you know, good thing this bullpen or good th- good thing um <laughs> good thing this uh the, the offense, offense is not billed to be borderline elite. Um, coming up, we got Nola Newcomb tonight. I think that's a massive, or tomorrow night, excuse me, that's a massive game. They need Nola. They need to score some runs for Nola. Orioles for three, Mets for three. So the schedule theoretically, hopefully, lightens up here if they could steal the game tonight. Um, we'll be back after the Orioles series. But um, you got any mail take bag? I wanna, I wanna, um, or not mail take bag. You know what I mean? Take bag. Jack, I'm tired, man. I'm at, I'm at my. It's been a, a long day, my friend. And I want to fire the Tatis uh, Acuna Soto thing at you too. Yeah, I don't really have much. Um, uh, I don't know. I just whatever. Just win tomorrow. Like here's here's yeah, here, here's what's gonna happen. They're gonna win tomorrow. I mean, they're gonna win tomorrow. They'll lose. They'll lose the Wheeler Star. They'll win the last two. Like they, they, the the thing that's most frustrating about this team is that they just can never. <laughs> capture momentum and go on a run. Get on a run. Well, this is that the story of last year. Four right. games. They didn't win more than four games nope. in a row. Like, what is yep. that all they year? They didn't know it was allowed. They didn't know it was allowed. Um, uh, but, hey. Well, they still don't. You know, apparently. tomorrow for tomorrow is a massive Nola start. You know, I I, I kind of. They need him to be a stopper tomorrow, and they need him to go And I, I don't. I'm nervous to put the 2018 claim back on him uh, because – well, he was that last start. We'll see if it sticks. He, he, he was, was. Um, but you know, he did. I didn't feel like he pitched that well against the Braves last year. Um, and if he can kind of overcome that here, that would be massive. Um, but yeah, I'll be back down the beach later this week, and I could really use the Phillies not ruining my beach time because there again, there's nothing in the world that makes me happier than watching the Phillies. Oh, you'll be at the beach. Do what? Well, why don't we record next weekend? I don't want to make you record oh, come from on. the beach come unless on. you want I'm going to record from the beach. Okay. Yeah, let's right, what we it? chat. This, he loves everybody. This is this. Yeah, this is no. a hero. Yeah. Um, all right, last thing before we get out of here. Um, your buddy, my friend, Joe Giglio, uh, tweeted out Soto over Acuna. And I've long been an Acuna over Soto guy, but I, I, I could go either way on it. I think it's very close. But I responded and said Tatis Jr. over both of them. Where do you come down? Well, Tatis Jr., Acuna, Soto, the three. And, of course, two of them are in our division fun. for the next decade or whatever. For it's the great. next decade? The two, like, 20. Yeah. Well, Acuna is the next try decade 15. for sure. He's signed Try 15 through. years. Yeah, I know. I was trying to be optimistic, Jack. Like, um, the three great, truly great, you know, 21 and under guys – um, where do you come down? Uh, well, as an owner of Tatis in uh, two dynasty keeper leagues, I am a little bit biased, but obviously Tatis. I mean, I didn't see what I didn't see what like ninety six A Rod was, but I'm assuming this is what it was. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. the guy hits everything hard, and I just I just can't like honestly, James. I couldn't imagine being a White Sox fan knowing that we gave that. Oh my God! For James Shields. For James, James Shields. Shields. Like imagine, imagine wow. watching Fernando Tatis Jr. with Luis Robert and Eloy Jimenez. Think well, about and that. Nick Madrigal. Think about that and, squad. And Dylan Cease. Yeah, and, Matt, and all, Lucas yeah, Giolito. but still already though, like 
That squad, are you, are you kidding yeah, me? Yeah, it'd be game over. It'd be absolute game over. And with Andrew Vaughn coming up, too, I mean, they would be they would be ridiculous. Um, so I'm a Tatis guy, um, and then I would go Soto and Acuna. Um, yeah, I, I would still go to Acuna over Soto, but I could, I could easily be convinced to go the other way. Regardless, I think it's definitely Tatis. Forgetting just the fact that he hits that he's he's might be might have the best bat of the three alone. He's also a shortstop. <laughs> like, what are we doing here? Like if you're starting a team, you're telling me you're taking Soto over Cunha or over Tatis because I think that would be crazy. Like I think they're all great. I think Tatis is the clear. Yeah, and I think he's probably gonna win MVP this year. I mean the way that this is all, he, dude. He's been the way this in. is all. Tra- I mean, uh, I yeah, I I very much like being. I like I very much like owning him in two leagues. It's uh, yeah. Sure. It, um, also, uh, before I forgot to mention, but it was pretty funny today in in the first game when Nap threw out the base runner and everyone's tweeting out, "Don't run on JT!" And even the people who, like you and I, who knew that it was Nap who made the throw, because I mean you could see it with your eyes that it's not JT and we already knew it was in the game. It's still like it's funny because uh, even the people then made like jt related jokes about nap like i did the don't run on nap you did the something similar to that i saw someone do like pay pay nap like it it just shows i think that the real true takeaway from that is that jt romito is so amazing that even when he's not in people think he's the one throwing out runners that it has become just like a cottage industry that he just throws everyone out it's awesome he's really good at it so that helps um and although, you know, I got, I got to be honest. I was a little disappointed in his game calling with Spencer in game two. I, you know, I, yeah, I, I, I like this. So don't, no one, no, take, everyone gets called out when they need to get listen, called out, Jack. It's okay. Especially yeah, on this right. podcast. We hold everyone accountable. Even exactly. each other. Even exactly. each other. It's true. It's and, true. Uh, true. yeah, they, they were just starting to rip first pitch fastballs, and they kept putting them down, but whatever. Um, whatever. Spencer Howard's here. And the fact that, like, if he doesn't, if they don't just keep him this, keep him in this rotation, it's just gonna drive me nuts. Riot. Yeah, we well, there riot. will be. Yeah, we well, the pandemic crew is gonna change from uh, air horns to riots. To... <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to those guys. That is, uh, they are they are representing. Um, all right, can I go to bed? Yeah, you can go to bed. Uh, they'll uh, listen. Lock it in, hundred percent. They win tomorrow. Um, they just they are so addicted to, to splitting. Um, they're going to they're going to split tomorrow. Noel's going to shove. Um, Bryce is going to do the thing. And then if they don't, it, is the is the Orioles series three games? Yeah. Yes. They, three three with the Orioles. Three versus the Mets. All hey, in hey, Philly. first one of the year, James. Got to take two of three. <laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> hey, two of three. Let's hey, do it. Hey, Orioles series must win. <laughs> no, 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 actually, I'm being that serious. It's, it's a must win. Yeah, like, kind of got to win that series. <laughs> oh, all right, I'm going to bed. We'll talk to you guys Thursday after the Orioles series. Uh, let's, let's, uh, let's hope it's a more fun podcast than this one was. <laughs> He's for it. Some seltzer. See you later.